Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome today Annie Hirkonnen. Annie is a strategic leader who loves constant development and making miracles happen. She goes to work every day with the mindset, let's change the world today. Her passion and core competence is strategy-based communication and the ability to make communication help business and create results. She is an inspirational speaker who helps organizations and leaders in finding their voice and by creating a culture where communication is linked to everything. Her mission is to create organizations where everyone is a communicator. Annie, you have almost 20 years of experience. You are Chief Communications Officer and Senior Vice President, so you have made a very impressive career as well. And we will discuss today about what we can learn from corporate communication for our own way of communicating as individuals. And when we pre-discussed this talk, you were saying that communication is an integral part of everything from leading to implementation. What do you mean by that? Yes. Hi, Ulrike. And it's actually great to be here. Many thanks for the invite. And yes, I think that we are around a very important topic of communication. And yes, I think it's very integral part of everything. And yeah, like you said, from leading to implementation, I've worked within communications for 20 years now, and I've seen the change in it. Back in the 90s, communications was like a support function. It was about informing one way faceless sort of thing. And now after 20 years, I think that we are on this kind of third wave of communication where communicators and communications is like the oil in every company and the enablers that make things happen. And I think also the way that organizations and leaders especially feel about communication has changed as well. It's not about informing anymore. It's about communicating and about wanting to build an open dialogue with all the stakeholders. And I think that over the years, there's been a lot talk about the fact that leading is communicating. But I'd like to widen that perspective and argue that actually any kind of work, especially specialist work, is about uh, communicating. It's an essential part on every company, in every job. And especially for those who are leaders or, or who want to be leaders. But still, many leaders don't see communications as part of planning and executing strategy and culture. And I think that in the world that we live in, where products and services are very similar to each other, the way that we can actually differentiate is the way we communicate. That's what I mean, that, you know, it's, it's part of everything from, from implementation to leading and so forth. I agree. I have made most of my career in corporate communications. And it's exactly like you say, it has moved, it has evolved. 
But still, it became nearly one of these buzzwords, which leaders or future leaders hear all the time. You need to communicate better. Communication is key. And somehow they know that, but they don't know how to grasp it. What's behind that? What, what does it actually mean? How can I change my communication? What are things that a leader can do better? Or what are the things that someone who wants to become a leader can do in their way of communicating that makes them just standing out, like I say, differentiate from mm. others. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, communication is uh, crucial both internally and externally. And today, I think leaders are expected to be almost like professional communicators who can succeed in all social media channels, in media, in blogs internally in different kind of channels. And that is, you know, challenging us all a lot. Still, quite often, I see that leaders are trying these sort of punctual efforts in leadership communication, and even in a way that there is no link or bridge between the actions. And typically, you know, we could say, I think we have all heard or we have used the phrase, let's put something on the internet. And that sort of <laughs> states it all, that communication is nor seen uh, as priority, neither as strategic part of the job, but actually something which is unattached and part that belongs to somebody else. And that is my kind of nightmare situation. And to succeed as a communicator, you have to repeat, repeat, and repeat the same key messages in, in every situation and in many, many ways. And that is the key to be a successful communicator. What you're saying here, and that is very true, we know that for marketing and publicity and advertising that, yes, we got the messages again and again and again and again. And the purchase decision is then made after I don't know how many contacts. It depends certainly on the industry as well. But the same applies to our daily life. We often think I have said that already. And then people diminish their main message by starting their sentence like, like I said before, or as already said, or again, and then they say it again. And by this, they diminish the message as if it wasn't important. And people switch off because they think, ah, they said it already, so I don't have to listen anymore. And this is how we dilute very often our own key message because we make it smaller than it actually is because we think we have said it once, they have heard it, they know it, which is totally wrong. What I see in communication is that we always come from the perspective that we have kind of sent out a message, be it verbally or by email or any other shape and form. And logically, if this message was clear in our eyes, it lands with the other party and they understand it. Why shouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, this is exactly the situation that I say is quite often. You know, put the news on the internet and then everyone reads it. Everyone understands it in the way that you wanted them to understand it. And everyone just magically starts to act just the way that you wanted them to do. And this is, of course, not true at all. First of all, you have to, yeah, like I said, repeat the messages a lot. Use different kinds of wordings. You know, one wants to see a video. One wants to read an article. One wants to see a blog post. One wants the CEO to say something. And one wants the manager to say something. And you need to use all these kind of different tools and different levels. And maybe you have to really carefully plan your communication actions as well. And then go back to the plan systematically. 
and phrase the messages maybe a bit differently and don't try to say too many things at the same time. I think that is the big mistake that a leader or, or a manager always does. That, okay, now I have this 30-minute presentation and I have these 20 important messages that I need to say out. And if you try to say out all those 20 messages, nobody remembers anything. But if you try to pack like three points, then you have a chance that maybe somebody remembers one. It might seem to you that, okay, I have said this many times and everybody knows it. No one knows it, basically. So I have to repeat the messages systematically and, and you know, try to be quite clear what you are trying to say and what you actually want the audience to do after that. That is also something that people don't think about that much. In your answer, there were so many different things in there. <laughs> I will try to get some order into it and the different elements. Let's start with the last point, the result-oriented communication. I think that's exactly the point. We often try to communicate somehow how things should be done or kind of what should be done without ever communicating an inspiring result that comes out of it. Or if it's something big or more long-term, you can even call it a vision. So it's about just thinking, what do I actually want to achieve? What do I want people to do? Because at the end, as a leader, you want people to do something, to take some action. And if you're not very clear on what we expect from them, well, people will deduct whatever. They have their own interpretation of the facts and then, yeah, something else comes out and you wonder why. Well, because you have probably not told them exactly what, when and how they have to do something. Exactly. I think that's it. Communication can actually reach efficient results in creating awareness, building understanding, changing attitudes and so forth. But this all requires careful consideration about the desired targets and then setting up some, you know, meters linked to those targets. But if you are unclear about your message and what you want to achieve, you don't actually know it yourself. How can you expect the audience to know it? Yeah, what I tell leaders in my trainings always is keep the end in mind. Start with the end in mind. No matter if you write an email or if you do a presentation, especially when it's about internal communication, keep the end in mind. What do you want them to do? And from there, you take it from the beginning and whatever you want to say in the middle part. And then what you said before, picking that up, three points is this magic number. For whatever reason, our brain can process it easily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, TED Talks are structured like that very often around three points. And as you say, make it simple. It's, it's much better to shine with simplicity and being bold on three points or even only on one if there's something you really want to highlight instead of trying to shine by using a lot of jargon, a lot of very specific expert words. And they think that they look very professional like that. Whereas the opposite happens because they lose their audience because everybody who's not at the same level of expertise doesn't understand a word. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, this actually forces the leaders to think about the result. And it's quite hard. And that requires time and that requires, you know, communication skills as well. If you want to be really clear and really simple, you have to have that one or two, max three points on your mind, what you want to achieve. And that's actually quite hard. And yes, I can totally agree to that part that, you know, people are using these fancy words. And especially when we are talking about the strategy, that 
tends usually be this kind of document that is, is full of really nice words and, and so forth, but there is no link to one another's work. And managers and leaders are actually in a very important role when communicating about the strategy. They are those sort of bridge builders in making it understandable that what these targets and this vision that we have in this company, what it actually means in everyone's job. And it's all about communication, actually. And I think what you said earlier on in your previous answers, that you say that leaders often think, well, it's on the intranet, everybody will read it, or I send out an announcement, people will read it, that's fine. And they shy away or disengage from communicating themselves verbally with their people. And they disengage somehow completely from this communication task because it's comfortable, because many leaders are not born communicators and they're not in their comfort zone when they have to communicate to people. Many don't like that or think they're not good at it, actually. So yeah. what I believe is a huge differentiating factor if you want to stand out as a leader and be seen as a future talent or a talent for the next level position is that you really work on your communication and make that your first target because this is what people see from you and this is the interface with absolutely everything. And neglecting that and instead working in the background on improving your qualifications, having more competencies, getting another mm -hmm. diploma or whatever in. People often do that because it's easier, because it's more fact-driven than the communication part. And then they have these diplomas but can't communicate their expertise and how good they are, how the capabilities that they have. Do you see that as well? Yes, definitely. I see that as well. And, you know, communication requires time and skill. And this actually comes as a surprise to many that it doesn't just magically happen, but you have to invest in it. And today, a modern leader, he can't be seen from a far distance in this fancy corner office. And then she comes out like four times a year and talks about these numbers nobody understands. And then she goes back to, to her fancy office and that's it. And, you know, of course, we all understand that this is not the successful kind of way to make it when you want to build a reputation for your company or yourself. And today, people are actually expecting leaders to communicate all the time. Some researchers actually state that 90% of the time of the leaders are for communication. 90% of the time. Mm. And that is actually a huge number. And of course, it's all about the meetings and regular stuff and that. But then you have to build this open dialogue with your employees. And that comes as a surprise that, you know, really? Do you have to be there all the time? Well, yes. Hello. <laughs> of course you have to. If you want your people to understand what they are here for and what you want to achieve together, it requires open dialogue. And of course, you know, for the skills, there are communication professionals who can help. And uh, therefore, the way of communication has changed, but the way of leading has changed as well. And today, I think modern communicators are more like coaches today. And the role of communication professionals has changed into mode of sparring role in the company. 
And uh, before, yeah, it was the support unit. And maybe in the early 2000, 2010, the role changed more into partnership, where they started to measure communication a bit more professionally and communication strategies started to show up. And now, well, I say that we are in, in this kind of third way of communications, where us professionals are more like coaches and developers in the company. And of course, this requires new skills from the communication professionals, but from the leaders as well. What I see is that it's often linked to the personality and to the beliefs that someone has. Those who are very introvert and who do not like to speak up in front of a group think that they will never be a good communicator. Do you think mm. that too? You can't compare yourself to others. And that's the first point. Don't compare. Just be yourself. I think that there are like two types of communication skills that is, is required. Personal communication skills, like as you said, like presenting, giving speeches. It's about the presence, the ability to use words, nonverbal communication, so forth. And then the actually the other part is the ability to broaden the employee's understanding about the most important things within the organization making clear targets, helping people in reaching them by showing example, by showing how to go there. And yeah, I would say that there are two types of skills that you need today, personal and then this kind of building the understanding and showing the way in the organization. Mm. Yeah, often leaders struggle with motivating their teams, inspiring them. Mm -hmm. Project leaders who have no hierarchical power, for example, it's even more difficult sometimes. And I think that when you're in a position where you need people who help you to achieve your own goals, because you have to give mm. them other goals, you need to understand what their motivations are. And, and I think stepping into the shoes of the other person is one of these personal skills that we need to learn because naturally we shape our messages always out of our own perspective. And that's basically the only perspective of 7 billion people in the world where this message never gets addressed to. <laughs> Because it's us. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's tailor-made to the single person in this, on this planet who will never get it. And yeah. I think it's really about thinking, what is motivational for the people in my team or in my project group or other stakeholders that they have internally as well as externally? Yeah. What do these people really want? And that might be something totally different from what you want. If you like change because you're somebody who is always on the newest things and likes to try out new things, great. But the majority of people hate change. And you come over as a threat if you communicate with all your enthusiasm about the change. And I think there are these little things where you need to understand who is in front of you. I mean, for corporate communications, that's the first thing. You think about the target audience, you step into their shoes and you shape your messages. But on a personal level, we don't do that very much. Do you think mm. that this would be a game changer in, the, in, in how we interact with each other? Definitely, yes. <laughs> And, you know, this is all about the culture. And I think communication actually affects the desired culture a lot. And we as uh, professional communicators can help the leaders and managers and everyone in the organization by building the culture. And I think that this all goes back to the fact that the business and communication need to actually talk to each other. Because business owns the substance or at least knows it's much better. But communicators can help in motivating, 
in building the bridges between the employees and the leaders and managers by making things understandable, by making things interesting, and by building this open dialogue with the employees, we can help. But it, it requires that the business and the communication units, you know, this can all, only be reached with the open, continuous collaboration. And this is new as well. This has changed over the years as well. But now we need to understand each other a bit more and we actually need to talk to each other a bit more if we want to achieve this kind of desired future together and reach the goals that we have together because we are all, all working for the same goals, but we just come from the different angles. Yeah, exactly. And at the end, it sounds always like a lot of work, like, oh, I have to reshape my communication. First, I have to learn things and I have to plan differently. Then I have to be a coach as a leader. Oh my God. And this takes much more time, which is true. <laughs> it takes much more time to have a coaching leadership style. You spend more time or differently with your people. Do you think that making all these efforts to become a better communicator pays off over time? And how long will it take? It definitely pays back and you can see the results straight away. And of course you have to be patient. You can't change the world overnight, but when you plan your communication carefully, you can take steps that uh, within the next two or three months, uh, I want to achieve this and I will try that new skill and I will talk to the communication unit and maybe I will write a blog post or whatever, just one or two new things. And then, you know, you see the results and you take those with you and you celebrate it a bit. And then maybe, you know, another target for the next two or three months. And then, of course, the long-term things, you know, changes in the culture or changes in the employee satisfaction and stuff. So you see those in the long term. But, you know, you would definitely see results straight away. Then I think that one crucial part is to remember that you cannot outsource this to anyone. Communication has to be on your agenda as a leader, as a manager. It's your responsibility to be interested about the results and develop and have a discussion with your peer groups. Absolutely. And not saying, oh, it's the job of corporate communications to communicate. That's why we have them. I heard that so often in my career. I said, no, no. Yes, we do things for sure. But without you, it will not work. We still have some work to do, but I believe that we are going in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so too. I see a lot of progress also in the corporate world and also a lot of questioning among leaders to change their behavior if they're not there yet, because they, they feel and see that it's an opportunity as well. It's a real opportunity to grow your communication capabilities, the skills, but also the feeling and the emotions that you have about it, which is behind that. Let me wrap up a little bit. So I... I have noted now what's really important to be a good communicator as a leader or also as not a leader because it's important to communicate in any kind of situation. So the first thing is really be result-oriented and think first, what do you actually want to achieve? What do you want people to do? What's the reason why you're communicating? So be very clear with a goal in mind, point number one. Point number two is make it simple then. So we spoke about three points is a nice thing. Less is more. Yeah, that's very important. Also, when it comes to the language that you apply, make it very understandable. L rather go one tone, let's say, less complex than you think you should be than the other way around. Then something very important, what you said as well, is that 
like you do in corporate communications, use a multi-channel approach because people have different learning styles. Some people like to watch something. Some people like to read something. Some people like to hear something. And you have to repeat that message across a number of channels, even if you are communicating as a leader with your team. Think about these learning styles. And then target it, customize it as much as possible to your audience and not to what you think is important, but what you think at least the others think is important. <laughs> so from that one. And then own it really and grow into it step by step. You cannot make changes overnight, but as soon as you do something, you will see that this little action already leads to a little result, celebrate it and move on with that. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot in the talk, actually. Honey, do you want to add anything that comes to your mind? One last advice for the audience. Well, I think that, you know, in today's world, you cannot communicate too much. So don't, don't even think about it. Just go with the flow and be open-minded and ask for help if needed from the professional communicators. You can do it. Thank you very much, Annie. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you? They can find me from my LinkedIn, Annie Jekkanen. Okay, perfect. And we'll put it also into the show notes. So thank you very much, Annie, for this wonderful talk. And I'm sure that many in the audience will apply the one or the other thing or think differently about the importance of communication and about the opportunity that is for their own lives. Thank you so much for having me. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I am excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.